but we have to be kind to ourselves and do have a set of daily practices, if you like, that connect you back to that present self and to get us back into our flow. And, and you know, I like to test for oils. Um, today I chose not just for myself but for the listeners as well. I pulled out a card for myself, which is the first step working in the aromatic kinesiology method. The oil, the card that I chose was myrtle and its positive or most expanded sense of the word is illuminated. And the affirmation that we have here is I create beauty and hearts blossom. Welcome to the Self Love Podcast, the show that helps crack open your heart and inspire a deeper regard for your own well-being and happiness. Proudly brought to you by 28 Essentials, here's your host, the gorgeous Kim Morrison. Welcome to the Self Love Podcast. This week I had the pleasure of interviewing a very dear friend, the gorgeous Robbie Zek. It is an absolute honor and sincere pleasure to be interviewing her. She's not only a dear friend and colleague, but she's also the author of the most beautiful book, The Blossoming Heart, and she's the creator of Aromatic Kinesiology Method, the aromatic heart work that inspires transformation. I do absolutely adore Robbie's work. She's all about the mood-enhancing benefits of essential oils, not only for emotional work, but also how they affect the integration of emotional experiences. She has a unique teaching style that explores how to use essential oils to facilitate change, release unresolved stress, change patterns of belief that are no longer useful, and to reframe emotional issues. We all know, and you're probably very aware of my love of aromatherapy. Essential oils are very strengthening companions for any healing journey, and they quietly influence the heart and emotional brain through the powerful effects of aromatic anchoring. Robbie's work, particularly around aromatic kinesiology, is an immersive aromatic experience crafted with beauty and love where you're fully supported to renew your relationship with yourself and your beautiful blossoming heart. As your emotional resilience and self-confidence grows, you can live more fully and make an impact with people, passions, and purposes that matter most to you. Like a gentle ripple passing through your heart, you will hear Robbie and her work and how it offers a simple reminder to nourish yourself on a daily basis. After all, nourishment is a necessity just like love. It's the spark that lights your heart. With a career spanning for more than 40 years as a kinesiologist, counsellor, naturopath and NLP practitioner, Robbie is also a woman's retreat facilitator, has led more than 30 exquisite retreats in Bali and is also the co-founder of Aroma Tours, which she established, established with her beautiful hubby, Jim Llewellyn, in 1995. Those of you that have known me for a long time will know that I take and have the privilege of taking a tour group to France uh, to see the extraction of lavender. It's one of my greatest, most beautiful passions and things that I love to share. And I'm really excited to think that 2023 will hopefully all be back there again. So keep that in the back of your mind if it's something you'd love to do. Love, Grace and Gratitude is also part of Robbie's creation story and is a meditation emotion that she developed and has been practicing daily for more than 10 years. 
So my sweet listeners, if you're wanting a little inspiration and heart settling, you can also watch a short film she made a few years ago about her love, grace and gratitude ritual. And I'll make sure it's in the notes for you to download should you wish to go and see more about this amazing soul. Make sure you give us our feedback, your beautiful feedback and how much it means to us when you hear an interview as beautiful as this. You're going to love hearing all that Robbie says. Her voice is so melodic, so relaxing, so centering and so calming. And I know you're going to get a lot out of everything that she shares about bringing us back to ourselves, coming home to our beautiful blossoming heart. Your comments are appreciated on my Facebook page, Kim Morrison, and also my Instagram page, Kim Morrison and the number 28. And don't forget, you can also share the love at thewellnesscouch.com forward slash self-love podcast. I look forward to seeing you at my beautiful Essentials Self-Care Weekend, where we explore deeper the connection of oils, aromatic anchoring, and of course, a lot of the things that our beautiful Robbie touches on today. There is something about using oils to bring you back to yourself, to calm your nerves, to calm your mind, and to calm your spirit. It's a beautiful healing anchor in itself and I cannot wait to meet you in person. Check out 28.com and go under events to see where we will be next live. Apart from that, get yourselves ready, whether you're out driving or walking and listening to the beautiful Robbie Zek. I welcome you with open hearts and in Robbie's words, with love, grace and gratitude, your beautiful blossoming heart. As you can hear from the intro, I am really excited to have a very dear friend, a mentor and someone who has been a teacher and certainly a a great inspiration for me over many, many years, actually spanning three decades. So it is without doubt, I have the hugest pleasure and privilege to introduce you to the Self Love Podcast. Thank you, beautiful Robbie Zek. Oh, it's so wonderful to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm really looking forward to our chat. And um, I'm actually, uh, I, actually, I'm in Queensland right now because I escaped from Victoria. I shouldn't say that, should I? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're allowed to say escape. It's such a strange, yeah. crazy time that we it live is. in. Beautiful Very girl. World. How do you feel about telling us a little bit about your background as to how you came to being here. And then we'll go back into the strangeness of this world because you have some pretty amazing ways of dealing through crises and times of change. And and I know our beautiful listeners are going to want to hear all about that. But just before we go there, I would really love our listeners to hear about the the birthing, the, the creation of Robbie Zek as not only an amazing practitioner, but a little bit about your background as to what led you into being the most phenomenal teacher that you are today. Thank you, Kimmy. Um, Well, I started my complementary therapies journey um, way back in the 1970s. I can't quite believe I'm saying that now. Um, But um, I was originally just working with massage and in those days there weren't a lot of other uh, options available for people who perhaps wanted to work a little bit differently. And um, several years after that, I discovered kinesiology. I studied naturopathy, herbal medicine, and all of those allied type of complementary therapies. And kinesiology really caught at my heart and my um, and, and my interest, I suppose. And so, in the nineteen eighties, 
uh, along with several other practitioners, we established the Kinesiotherapy Centre in Melbourne, and it was one of the first training centres in Australia to do um, kinesiology trainings and other other um, courses as well, such as communication skills and business management. And there were quite a few practitioners working out of there. And then um, um, in, in that same time frame, I became a counsellor, relationship counselling for quite a few years, but I incorporated that into my kinesiology practice. And then in the late 1980s, I went to a lecture um, with uh, Karen White and Judith Day, whom you know very well, who established in essence. And I had never heard about essential oils at that time. And they had just come back from England studying with Robert Tisserand and who wrote that beautiful book that we've all read, The Art of uh, Aromatherapy. And um, that caught my attention even further. And in those days, we were working with buck flower essences and then Ian White's Australian bush flower essences came along and I, I thought that I could create something along those lines with essential oils because, as we know, essential oils are they're plant-based. They, um, they speak a beautiful, unique language all of their own and I, I wondered at that time if I could begin to match people's emotional states with various essential oils. And so you know, this idea of working through the heart to have real deep heart nourishment um, came and got born into the world as aromatic kinesiology, which is uh, kind of a, a small part of what I do. It's a big part, but it's also a smaller part of what I do. But I love plant therapies of all kinds and and so my whole life has become the essence of who I am, really. And um, when I was 19, I, I read a book by a woman called Adele Davis called um, How to Eat Right to Stay Well and um, another book by Paolo Everola, I think his name was, who looked at body typing. And those two books actually um, spurred me on to do a lot of training, many, many hours of, of training so that I could start working with people. And so it was just a spark of an idea really that um, got born into um, creating a life that I really love that um, um, assists people in making space for what's next in their life. And, and um, I thought that kinesiology, which works very much at the subconscious level and working with essential oils, that um, working in the olfactory area and, and um, helping to relax and settle down the amygdala, it really, it really caught my attention. And so for me, um, my work has always been in alignment with the heart and you know, having an elemental essential essence that um, shows up in every pathway, in every... Um, in every endeavour, really, and if we can find a way to have um, a gentle access route to, to unconscious beliefs that inhibit us in some way from moving forward so that um, we're no longer negatively impacted by the way that we live, and that in turn creates deep internal change so that we can relate to people in, in, in a more authentic way, I suppose, or by staying true to who we are, and I think that's um, very important to be able to stay connected to the present moment. And for me, working with uh, muscle testing or kinesiology plus working with essential oils plus the art of asking beautiful questions 
um, allows um, to allows us to be um, at present. You know, this is a very powerful thing to be present in the moment more often than not. And sure, there are things that get in the way. Um, we're all human and part of that great human community where we have foibles. But to be able to find a way to to guide ourselves to what is helpful and very nourishing and and kind to ourselves rather than um, consistently and constantly trying to move away from what we don't want all the time to be guided to the light of where we're going. I think that's very important in, in these days that we're living in probably all through time, I think. You have the most beautiful heart of anyone I've ever met. So it it really does not surprise me that your work all um, stems from and resonates out of the heart. To work in and be in the heart space, to truly be authentic and to really honour ourselves, our feelings when maybe we don't feel so great and how to move towards feeling better, do you think there's a secret source or a magic formula or a ritual? What is it that we do? Because we all experience tough times, don't we? And we all feel challenged. What do you think the key is, sweet Robbie? Um, well, I, th- I think uh, well, I'll go with my own experience first of all, is that I, I think it's important to stay connected to what light- lights up our hearts. And I know that that can be very difficult at times, particularly in the last 18 months in, in the way that we've been having to live our lives worldwide. Um, but we have to be kind to ourselves and do have a set of daily practices, if you like, that connect you back to that present self and to get us back into our flow. And, you know, I like to test for oils. Um, today I chose not just for myself but for the listeners as well. I pulled out a card for myself which is the first step working in the aromatic kinesiology method. The oil, the card that I chose was myrtle and its positive or most expanded sense of the word is illuminated. And the affirmation that we have here is I create beauty and hearts blossom. And so we can have many tools. Some people do it through food. Some people do it on and nourishing the body in that way. Other people will have a daily ritual of walking, um, exercise routines, um, doing journaling or morning pages. Um, there's, there's so many things that we can do. Choosing an essential oil I have um, with in my vaporizer, I have uh, some citrus oil because I love the uplifting quality of that. And um, I put some myrtle in there as well. So I have orange um, in, the, in the burner today and I have um, Mei Chang, which is beautiful. And so orange is lighthearted and um, Mei Chang around being successful. And I have the myrtle in there as well, which is being illuminated. I hope I'm illuminating today. So, so um, for me, the there's something about um, uh, the nature of nurture for me that resonates very strongly. And there are very positive effects that can be met inside of ourselves when we do this nurturing and nourishing things on a daily basis, because it nurtures our nurtures our heart for a start, and um, to be to be kindly nourishing ourselves on a daily basis also then creates an impact um, with all the people that we meet in our lives. And um, so everyone around you can feel that, but I think we all have specific um, ways of doing that. 
one of my beautiful mindful practices that I developed many years ago, and I've been doing this practice for more than 10 years now, is the love, grace and gratitude um, movements, and that resonates through me in everything that I do. I bless every workspace that I go into when I'm teaching. I bless this, or it may not be so much of a blessing, but as a prayer for, for beginning our meeting today. Um, and that can be found on the website. We'll talk about that um, later. But for me, it's about living through our values and knowing when we live through our values, we can, that can lead to love and it can also lead to living a life that we love, even when times are tough. We must not let go of that, I think. I think it's really challenging, like you say, for so many, and it, it's hard to be disillusioned when we get so emotive and maybe our own beautiful perception of how life should be sometimes throws us a completely different um, pathway, which wasn't on the agenda. It wasn't on the script, so okay. to speak. So you using your oils, has that become an incredible anchor for you? Is that just, oh, do you find absolutely. it? Yeah. And do you find it something that takes you out of the, for want of a better word, the monkey brain, the emotional high, the, the concern, the stress, the worry, how do you think it works physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually to anchor you back into what really matters about, like you say, living through your values and back into that heart mm. space? Well, as we know, our, um, our factory bulb is where we, we produce some new neurons. There's other places in the body as well. But when we smell something, um, the olfactory area, is, it's 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 explodes, if you like, into the amygdala, which is where we hold some of our past emotions or when we have um, emotional triggers going on. And um, I read a little while ago that um, if there's chronic depression, uh, there can be a reduction in the size of the hippocampus. And and so it's interesting that we smell uh, these beautiful smells. Sometimes they're not all so beautiful. You know, in workshops we might have um, tea tree, for example, came up in a workshop um, in Brisbane uh, a couple of weeks ago and um, people weren't very happy about um, having uh, tea tree in, in, in their blend. But it spoke to, particularly for this one person, it did speak to her and it's around um, moving away from being intolerant to have more understanding and patience about things. And so, you know, we can, we can easily be influenced by the things that we smell. We, we've all heard about that term, aromatic anchors. And, um, and, you know, we smell something and we race down to the past immediately. My, my, one of my favourite um, smells is grapefruit or aromas is grapefruit. And I used to play in the grapefruit or citrus orchard um, at a friend's house. And um, I still remember that. And for me, it's a very optimistic oil. It, it um, changes our um, viewpoint very, very quickly. So aromatic anchoring is very important to um, uh, for creating change in the moment. And you can also then anchor that into um, different acupressure points, which we work with in the AK um, Aromatic Kinesiology Program, but they're also found in the book. And um, so to, to actually do something, to take some action, to smell something, to read something cognitively um, as we do when we look at the reflections in the Blossoming Heart because it, it, brings your, it brings your awareness to life in a very, very beautiful way. 
Um, when you read, you smell, you're anchoring something into the body. And, um, you know, and it also creates greater clarity in your prefrontal cortex as well. And when you can settle down the amygdala, it allows your, your dreaming self, your, your intuitive self, your perceptive self, your, your successful self, your trusting self to come more to the foreground. And um, I think essential oils can do that very, very quickly. And movement's very important too because it engages different aspects of the brain as well. And so essential oils um, can change our focus. And um, if we think about um, the plant energetics or, or plant extracts, they make excellent carriers for the release of um, blocked emotional energy. And, you know, not only do essential oils have a specific vibration because they come from plants and come from the earth, but our emotions also have um, a chemical makeup. They, they have an energetic quality to them as well. And so, you know, our, our, our idea of emotion can cover many different ways because is an emotion a mood or is it a feeling? Um, is it an impulse? You know, like that ad that used to be around for, for deodorant. And, um, and also, or is it a neurochemical event? And, but it might be all of these. And what comes first? Is it the emotion that comes because we felt something about it or do we feel something and then we have an emotion? And so all of this sits down in our subconscious world. And, um, and for me, it's about building resilience deep inside so that you have this beautiful inner core that has strength no matter what is falling around around you or falling down around you because we all have those times when we do fall down and we have a few weeps or we get angry about things and um, sometimes we get angry about things we don't even know why we're angry sometimes because there's so much emotional congestion um, going on. And, um, you know, our bodies are our homes. And, and for our entire life, from the moment we're born until the moment we die, um, our bodies are our constant companions. So is our mind, so is our heart, so is our gut. There's this wonderful, you know, mind, um, heart and gut connection now. And so all of these things are important. And, and every cell and every um, tissue and every organ is you know, energetically stimulated by the heart. Heart, for me, is very important. And um, the clearer your heart energy is, the more we're going to be open to positivity, well-being and love. And so essential oils, um, it's so easy to, to put some on a tissue, put some on a, a spatula and smell it or a smell stick, put it in your burner or put it somewhere on your body as a reminder as you go, go through your day um, so that you can, you can connect to, the, to that wider field, that broader field that we're out there connected to, not just our physical self, so that um, we can begin to resonate in a different way because our hearts are a magnetic organ. It's like what I call heart intelligence. We've got um, uh, emotional intelligence. We've got heart intelligence. We've got physical intelligence. And Emotional intelligence is like self-awareness how we, or self-regulation, being motivated. I know that you have a lot of motivation. You have a lot of, you have a lot of emotional uh, intelligence there. And, um, a lot of empathy and good social skills. That's what 
I would give an example of is emotional intelligence, but we have this wonderful heart intelligence as well. And um, our hearts are, are magnetic and they attract us to people, um, places, experiences, opportunities that are in resonance with what's going on on the inside of us, with our inner stories and beliefs um, that we create about um, ourselves and our lives. And, you know, when we smell something, the part of the brain that processes these incoming smells is closely related or linked to the part that is involved with memory and emotions. And, um, you know, we can, we can anchor things back to the past down the timeline of life, such as smell. That's very common talk. Um, one of my ideas for working through the aromatic kinesiology method is to anchor people to where they are headed and using um, a, uh, an aroma to anchor a new state of being as you're headed off into the future or to the next step in your life. And it's so important to um, connect to what's next, what's what, you know, and 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 we need to be able to make space for that as well, and to get back into the flow. And and you know, one of the questions could be, is what you are doing in your life um, currently fitting your life? And it may not be. And so, if we can ask questions to facilitate uh, deeper conversations with ourselves, and use essential oils and reading through the essential oil reflections of which you have one that might be um, showing itself to you in the moment. It, um, it creates, it, it, A, it can do two things. It can stir you up a little bit because it can tap into past experience, but it can also lead you to the path of beautiful possibility. And that's what I love about this work. And so, you know, if we go back to this idea of plant extracts, um, there's a there's a really beautiful magic in plant life and that or and nature that brings us gently um, to a place of alignment or to be thinking about things differently because our thinking is more is is and our cognitive presence is as equally as important as the heart and also uh, as the body through the body as well and you know when we start to work with these living plants it's like a fragrance symphony. You know, and they, they are sourced from you know, the earth, the flowers, the seed, the plants, the trees, the spices, you know, the fruits. It's just beautiful seeds and so on. And so I'd really think that that magic that comes in plant life can um, actually match the magic that is sitting inside of each of us so that we can draw that out. And, um, you know, before we find that magic, sometimes we have to go through the hoops of um, you know, working out what might be inhibiting us at different times. And, um, and to me, it's always about being in the present. This is what's going on for me now. And with the aromatic kinesiology, however, that takes us down the timeline of life and you can, you can look at where, where when you have an emotion um, or, or, or a feeling or something that you think feel is inhibiting your path forward, we can look at down in the timeline of life very, very clearly and it can be pinpointed very closely. Um, and in that way, anchor that time in life when, when you've had an experience that perhaps hasn't been diffused properly. And so emotions are stored everywhere in the body. And um, when they're not processed appropriately, 
then they can be pushed down into the you know to the body mind and and where unwellness and disease not necessarily disease but disease can become latent and so for me um every everything that we have ever experienced in our whole lives is down in your subconscious it's like the recording room of the the movie theater i suppose nothing is ever edited and um so everything you've tasted, smelled, experienced, whether it's joyful, whether it's sad, it's all there. We don't always remember everything and we don't always need to remember everything. But if we can have a sense that no matter where we, where we are headed, we can, have, we can be supporting ourselves in a very, very beautiful way, but also a gentle way because there are some um, what I call breakthrough experiences that can be quite harsh for people. It can set up a um, reverberation effect that may not be um, as useful. So for me, and I've done a lot of things in my life <laughs> in, as I've been going along um, that have been really deep and profound and strong and harsh, but sometimes very gentle as well. And so I've come to understand for myself when I'm working with people that um, if you can touch the heart of someone and have that resonate with with support and nourishment and deep care of the soul, the person is really willing and the parts of the self that weren't willing seem to come along and before you know where we are, we've gotten out of our own way. And, you know, it's important to remember too that anything that upsets us or niggles at our attention will always carry an emotional charge. And if I think of the power of essential oils, they also have a charge on them in a very positive way. And um, so we can link this idea of smell, of um, emotional resonance, that resonance that might have taken up resonance, <laughs> but um, of emotional um, resonance and also where in the body are, uh, are some of these memories that are not so useful being stored because we all have useful beliefs but sometimes we have useless beliefs as well and um, we need to take a look at that. So for me, scent or smell helps to pull um, memories through the timeline of life, it helps to bring things gently to the, to the surface. And, um, and because I love to work with the heart in, in TCM because some of this work is housed in TCM, um, um, the heart is the very essence of uh, who we are. And I love to ask the question, well, what's going to be born in me now? How can I meet me deeply inside of myself so that I can um, send that ripple out into the world and be a better version of me with the work that I'm doing? And so I think I might have gone off track there. But, um, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I, do you know, as I've been listening to you speak, I, you talk about the many plants, the different plant therapies, and yet how magically they all intertwine and work together. Mm. It's almost like if we follow our heart as you've done and you find yourself studying massage and then going into herbal therapy, naturopathy, aromatherapy, and just keep that inquiring, beautiful curiosity element about us, it's almost like the way you're speaking, the magic unfolds before us. And the key to that, if I'm hearing it right, is to be present to that. And if we stay in that presence, then the magic can unfold even more with awareness. Mm -hmm. 
I really love the way you work with essential oils. As I said at the beginning, you have been one of my greatest mentors and someone that I've really felt is such a pioneer, a trailblazer in this field. What's your thoughts then around all the the explosion of aromatherapy? And do you believe it's good for the industry? Do you believe there's things we need to be mindful of? What is your thoughts around this beautiful opening that we seem to have where aromatherapy has become so much more known? Well, I, if we think of it as a like uh, like a 35 or in, in our country anyway, in, in um, France, for example, where, as you know, I've spent a lot of time in France. And um, they people in Europe, not just France, but the folkloric traditions of um, plant therapies are very strong there. And, you know, I remember one of the stories I first heard about lavender, that lavender was very good for sleep. I love lavender. I love the colour lilac and purple. And... Um, and it was only a little while ago, um, maybe 10 years ago, I read that, I can't remember where this research uh, happened, but they discovered that uh, lavender and the smell of lavender helps to reduce cortisol levels. But the people in Europe, people in Europe have been using lavender for centuries and centuries to, to help calm down and, and create sleep at night. And so it's really interesting where we're now going with essential oils because um, the pun, but essentially it's a new industry, it's a new profession. And it's so beautiful, um, particularly for um, for women, um, as well as well as gentlemen who are out there doing doing their beautiful work, like Sal Pataglia and, and many others with research. But um, for women in particular, it's created a way of being able to work with people in a way that's very aligned with our hearts. Um, women love to nurture. Um, we like to have ways that we can assist others easily and so and and look after our families for example so for me the the aromatherapy industry um, has made huge changes for for so many out in the world and yes there are all sorts of ways that you can use essential oils there are all sorts of different companies um, that produce oils but essentially you can only produce a certain amount you know, because the plants can only give a, a certain uh, amount of yield, depending what the oils are. But um, there's this awareness now of how important olfaction is in our world. But f- for me, going back to that question about aromatherapy as an industry, it has become an industry, and I think it's a fantastic thing because it's awakened this idea that we can be more in charge of our health and well-being. And um, I think it's been so useful to have all these um, avenues or doorways open to us so that we know how to look after baby we know how to to offer a headache i mean to to affect a headache and, and offer essential oils um one of the uh, ways that i like to work with oils and you know there's certain there are certain criteria about using oils well and it's important if you're going to be um uh, an aromatherapist in, in the true sense of the word, you do need to know your chemistry. You do need to know which oils not to use in uh, pregnancy. You know, the high ketonic oils, for example, jasmine and nutmeg, you wouldn't use them in clary sage. You wouldn't use those while you're pregnant, but they're great for in labour. I've got a great labour story I can tell you later. 
about someone I was working with many years ago. Um, and we use those three, actually I'll do it now because we use those three oils and uh, one of them, one I just um, pulled through uh, muscle testing, which was nutmeg, and, um, and I just looked up my repertoire then and jasmine and clarisage were the ones that we used. But um, the nutmeg uh, was about being uh, revi- conquered, going over to revitalise, and she said every time she had four other babies, four other children, um, every time she had gone into labour, she was just totally conquered and the labour was long, it was intense, painful, there were episiotomies, there were, you name it. She, she had not very good birthing experience. But we did this blend and, um, and her husband was instructed to place it on her back and, and her feet and her belly. And that fifth baby came out so beautifully and whether it was a coincidence or not, she, coincidence or not, she didn't particularly care because she was so happy with the the experience of birth. So her last birth was her best experience of birth, um, and so and she did truly feel much more revitalised, and um, and because she hadn't had essential oils up until that time, and and so we can we can work with our essential oils through the known prescriptive requirements. Um, for those people who are listening who have my book, they'll know that there's no prescription at the back of the book because well, there are 60 oils in the method and um, there is a quote, there's some prose, there's questions and there's an affirmation. And it doesn't seem to matter what you're holding in your mind or your heart around the issue that you're working with, the oil that either tests up or you draw a card on, it is always pertinent. And I cannot tell you how many times over the last um 20 years since the, uh, almost 20 years since the book was published, how many people have contacted me and said, I cannot believe how, how this resonates for me and how much of the truth it is. So it's always um, contextual when we start to work with the oils from the AK or the Blossoming Heart method. And um, I forget the rest of the question now. Um, just it's just perfect what you're saying it's the explosion of the industry and just how profound an impact and I particularly loved the part where you said it's allowing women it's almost correct me if I'm wrong but I really believe that part of working with aromatics plants herbal medicine is taking us back into our innate intelligence it's taking us back to what our grandmothers and great-grandmothers and great-great-grandmothers our foremothers and fathers used plants as one of the greatest forms of not only healing but also well-being, mm. do you think we have the potential of blaspheming that? Do you think some people or some things don't resonate with that, or is it? Do you think we that they will always reside as the the, the dominant thing for health and healing? Um, I'm not quite sure what you're saying yet. Um, you do may- you feel like we can? Take it for granted is probably where I'm going. Do you think sometimes um, we overuse them or don't consider I their think, potency? I, yeah, I think I think that's true, Kimmy, because um, in the AK model, we hardly use any oil at all, and yet it's this huge change energetically, heart-wise, emotionally, spiritually, if you'd like to call it that, um, with your mindset, your heart set, your emotional set, your spiritual set, things change. And I don't think you need to use a lot of oil in, in order to create change, particularly with my style of work. Um, we can be over, we can be overusing and also with the state of the world and, and our 
our beautiful earth on which we live and the plants that are being produced. Um, overuse can lead to um, difficulty around supply as well. You know? and, and we know there's quite a few um, endangered species that are out there, not just with plant life, but with animals and maybe even humans as well. Yeah. <laughs> we need to be very mindful of that. And, you know, they are very potent. And a lot of people don't have the connection between the bottle and the farm or the farmer or the fields. And as you know, um, we have often and still do, we go to the south of France and Spain and Turkey and Italy with our aroma tours. And um, there's nothing so raw for me and emotionally connecting as to go out to the rose fields or the lavender fields, but particularly the rose fields when we were going to Turkey, um, and I hope to change that again one day, but um, we would go out before dawn and we would pick roses with the, the, the village ladies and um, we'd sometimes have a group of 20 people and we go, come on, let's pick as quick as we can because they have to stop picking at sun, you know, when the sun's starting to rise. And it was a beautiful experience and then, and then um, they were very happy because they could go home a little bit earlier. But for many people, that was the first time they actually connected to buying some rose oil where they live and connecting to the field. And I can still remember the first time I picked um, some rose damascena flower and took it to my nose and it smelled absolutely floral exact and it just made my heart sing. It was beautiful. And um, later on we'd go to the distillery and we'd roll around in rose petals and and. Uh, the people there, the Turkish people, are so welcoming. And I found that at all the farms that we visit in Europe as well, in, um, particularly in France, um, in Provence, in the south of France, um, there are these beautiful salt-of-the-earth people working from dawn till dusk and they're a great, generous heart, um, creating these beautiful plant essences for us. And, so, and also people working uh, who are doing... Um, uh, flower essences, the, the labour intensity of, of making that and, and um, or going up to a farm and seeing the St John's wort oil, which has a very, very low yield, um, seeing that sitting in the sun in olive oil because it's very rare that you would find um, St John's wort oil as an essential oil. They do do it occasionally, um, but it's mostly macerated oil. It comes out red because when you pick the squash the little yellow flowers between your fingers. It's, it's red and it used to be called the blood of St. John. It's a very good base chakra, um, macerated oil, if you're not particularly grounded. And, and I love this idea of the, um, the doctrine of signatures as well. You know, the plant will look like a part of the, uh, of the body you know, or, or the foods that we, for example, fit into that too, you know, like cauliflower being good for your brain and Salary being good for your for your legs, you know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And so, um, you know, and when you think about ideas that germinate, if you think about plants when they're it's just a seed, you know, and and people are like that too. When we have our own ideas, it takes a while for things to germinate, and they quietly make their way to the surface. This is the plant doing this, and this beautiful life force coming through. And it just gently moves out in its own plant way. It knows where it's going. It knows where it's headed. It knows its job. And, um, and it comes out, you know, and, and we see this magnificent 
potentiality, you know, whether it's a lavender or a clary sage or Roman chamomile, which is one of my favourite oils, um, or the rose, you know, being connected to the bush, roots going down to the ground. And, and just like plants, um, we're like that too with our ideas and, and understanding what is coming next. And so there is a lot of uh, harmonisation of emotional patterns that come through our plant world. And sometimes, you know, we, we lose touch with our heart's desires. We become exhausted or we're not having enough of that sacred rest, which can cover so many areas, you know, physical, emotional, social, um, mentally as well. And so, you know, we can have an upper limit around what we believe our heart's desires are. And I love this work, being able to guide. I can't think of myself as a heart guide, really as I'm no longer working as a naturopath because I love this work so much because I see such beautiful change uh, with people in, in the, when we get together to do this work. And it's about honouring who you are and, and paying attention to what is best for you and amplifying things And because our emotions can block our way to being open to receive. It's so very interesting um, to... People say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm very open and I, and I can give, you know, and I can receive, I can. Um, it, we have to really open to that incredible field of energy that's out there, that field of receptivity, the big universal field that we're all connected to so that you can amplify yourself up so that you, your self-trust, your belief in yourself, um, your your awareness of knowing that you are enough and that you are worthy and you are capable and, and you can do the things that you really want to do in your life. And I'm, I think that um, the plants become metaphor for all that. And, um, and so if we can create some new habits or set the tone of our potential in some way by anchoring in smell in a positive way, we start to change internally and through that we begin to manifest or, or see our heart's desires flowering in, in beautiful ways. And, you know, we all have emotions, you know. We'll put our hands up. We all have emotions. And they, they arise and move through us. And in TCM, it's not about the emotion that's arising and moving through. It's when they get blocked. And, um, and they say that, you know, they can get, we can get stuck in the groove of things and we can inhibit our movement. Uh, along this timeline of life. And, um, and during those times, a reset's required, and I think that essential oils um, can do that resetting really beautifully and it's just tapping into that so that we can connect to our, our passion and our purpose and, and connect more fully to what is rising inside of us. And so me, um, one of the ways that um, healing occurs is divining your own kind of medicine. I think that's very, very important. And in order to divine our own kind of medicine or change, we need to um, free ourselves from anything that is depleting. And, um, and that's quite rigorous, actually. And when I was doing a lot, I haven't been working with clients one-to-one -one for a while, but I've been starting work now with Zoom sessions because we weren't allowed to see anyone at home or uh, in clinic for quite a long time recently due to COVID. And so it's like looking at, um, I lost my train of thought then. Um, About but, your healing, how the healing occurs oh, oh, yeah. for you. Oh, thank you. 
um, to remove ourselves from depleting habits because we can have good energy habits and we can have depleting habits. And sometimes it's hard to get out of our own way. You know, I'm not going to eat that chocolate bar. I'm not going to eat that chocolate bar. I'm not going to do that. Or I'm not going to just stay in bed and instead of moving my body. And so uh, for me, if we can tap into um, that reservoir of positive habit changing, it can be very, um, be very empowering. And so when we start to release things in the AK method, we're releasing things like um, hidden saboteurs, a bit of heart junk. I think we've all got some heart junk. Fears and past hurts, limiting beliefs might be in there. Um, clutter, sometimes low energy habit can be because there's too much clutter in, in your life. Um, low energy behaviours, you know, other people might not know that you have them, but that, that you will. There may be some kind of addicted patterning and, and um, I can say unequivocally that we all have some types of addictive patterns that create limit for us. And also um, there can be inherited emotional uh, patterns in there as well, coming to just like we have physical um, unwellness inherited through the family line. Um, we can also have um, inherited emotional patterns coming down the family line of life as well, ancestral uh, work. And um, accumulated mental clutter, um, that's important too. And essential oils are so uh, powerful for, you know, creating space in your brain so that you can think differently again and we can look at you know why do we get stressed perhaps because we're overloaded in our mind could be because we're overloaded in our uh, our spiritual intuitive perceptive sensing we might be overloaded in the physical body because we haven't had enough rest or nutrition or nourishment or physical activity it could be on the emotional level sometimes it might simply be that we need to have an awareness of um, creating beauty in our lives because I do love beauty. And uh, for me, it's like if we can open to the beauty of possibility and move away from uh, tension and, and congestion um, in our physical bodies, if we can open to that beauty of possibility, possibility the world becomes our oyster in spite of um, difficulties. And I know that probably many of your lovely um, listeners um, have had a lot of difficulty this year and uh, there's there's many things that we can do to to return ourselves to um, alignment and you know for for Jim that's my beautiful husband hubby the chosen one we have another uh, business called aroma tours which started out of my love um, of plant aromatics and I was teaching aromatic kinesiology in Bali one year and I said, wouldn't it be fantastic to take a group of people to France to see some lavender and go and witness a, a distillation and go to a market or two, visit a farm, buy some organic oils. And so the very next year we took 20 people, some from New Zealand and um, the rest from Australia. And um, there we were arriving in Provence, meeting some people we'd never met before, had never travelled um, to France before, or was a little bit like the blind leading the blind. But we had this marvellous time. And um, Aroma Tours is, our, is, is the name for that business, and it grew out of this idea, well, we'll just go and do that. And we didn't know what we needed to know that we should have known or could have known. We didn't know that. And it was just all, it just all unfolded in a really wonderful way. And we did this uh, aromatherapy retreat in a particular area 
not far from where we took you one year up to the Lavender Plateau, and um, we did that for about three years, and then we wondered to ourselves, I wonder if other sorts of travellers or people would be interested in our way of um, connecting people with the spirit of the land because we absolutely adore friends. And, um, and so we started, we just started adding on very organically our whole um, business life, um, including my own with aromatic kinesiology and spiriting practice and the other things, uh, retreats that I run. It's all been very organic. And I love that because it, to me, it follows the cycle of plant life, everything in its own right timing. And um, we nurture it. We, we can look after it and things grow in the way that they're meant to grow. And so we, we developed a Heart of Provence tour and, and, and then other tours in Provence as well. And they're all about um, uh, cooking and perfume making and uh, seeing distillations and wine appreciation, markets and shopping and photography and, and art and history. And, um, and so then one year we thought we'd go to Turkey and off we went in a very similar way. And, and then... Um, uh, another time we were, we were invited, we still don't know how that happened, by the Italian embassy in Sydney. Jim was chosen to put up a little flag at a hotel convention for, for tourism in Italy and off he went for a full expenses paid trip to um, Italy and we started doing our trips in northern Italy and then we stopped going to Turkey after 14 years because it was um, getting a little bit tricky over there, but we, we, I think we will go back there at least one last time before we hang out, hang, you know, hang up our aroma to his shingle, and then we started going to Spain, and um, and which is equally wonderful. And, and one of our trips goes from uh, we go from Barcelona to Bilbao, then we go from Bilbao to Santiago de Compostela, the end of the Camino, and um, and that's a life changing moment um, to to be on that walk and on that way and create our own way. Beautiful poem by Antonio Mercato, um, Bocciato, I think his name is, and he talked about the way. And sometimes you need to make your own way and then you walk the way. And uh, I really love that. And, uh, and so for me, um, everything about the work that I love has grown very organically. And um, I used to run a, um, a fundraising event for or, um, yeah, uh, for for um, an orphanage or a children's home in India when I lived in Melbourne and when 60 women would come and have this gorgeous evening. And um, Jim said one night when I, when I was coming home at 1 o'clock in the morning, he said, you know, you could do something like this in Bali. And I said, really, do you think anyone would want to come? And then now I've done 32 Bali women's retreats over the, over the years and not last year or this year or hoping we'll be there next year. And um, so everything has unfolded in a really beautiful way and I trust that. I really trust my work and I've grown to love myself more fully through trusting myself. So I trust my love of what we've created, but I also trust the way that I love other people and be able to bring them alongside of me and Jim as well and everything that we do. And uh, we love sharing that part of um, our life together and here's a great background person for me as well and um, some people know that I'm not as technical but I'm getting better and better in every way and uh, so he supports me in that so beautifully and so you know if I could if I could um, have, have one thing to pull all this together I don't know how long we've been talking now 
Um, but it's to really learn to trust yourself and, 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 and be your own guide because at the end of the day, it's all about us in the end. No one else is going to be looking after us and we have to be brave enough. We have to have courage. We have to put ourselves um, out there in order to create the life that we really love and, um, you know, is the life that you're living, the life that really wants to be living in you and, and to do small things every day if it's not because if it's too big a job, you won't ever get there. But just to do something small um, every day to, to move towards that and why not anchor a beautiful um, essential oil to how you, you know, how you actually achieve that. I think that's very important to use our oils every day massage on your body like you do with the with the um you know massage every day and your beautiful blends that you have in order to facilitate that so easily and beautifully now and um for me I always ask the question how is your heart doing today how's my heart doing today and um how what how will I meet me more deeply inside of myself today and and aromatic kinesiology for me um, when there's tough things going on, aromatic kinesiology touches the place inside of you where, where no words are possible sometimes. However, we can have a, a fragrance and um, smell something and, and it dissipates um, stuck qualities inside of you. And so I look at aromatic kinesiology that has uh, three aspects to it, aromatherapeutics, which I call my emotional work, muscle testing or kinesiology, and also this wonderful juxtaposition in terms dynamic relaxation because people often say after uh, a course, oh, I feel like I've been here for a week or it's the end of the day and we can't believe that we've got to the end of the day because we're so um, immersed in the experience. And sometimes it's like if you have it like um, the time before last when I was up here teaching we had about 40 people in the room and you could hear a pin drop sometimes when people were doing paired work, it was like being in a kind of silence because people were so connecting to one another and that's what I love so much about um, the weekend programs is this beautiful connection and, and holding of one another with such kindness and, and part of self-love, I think, is about being truly kind to ourselves so we can have an impact on other people in that same way. Well, it's so beautiful and it's certainly not to be underestimated just how important returning to self, returning to heart mm. and mm. I love those words, dynamic relaxation. It means we're actively participating and creating that space with consciousness mm. and awareness. Absolutely. Do you think how how has COVID then affected, like a, you are a pioneer, a trailblazer, you're someone, you and Jimmy are a formidable team, you've got so much experience and knowledge and so much heart, love and compassion to create these experiences for others. How did you guys cope then with having this ripped away from you basically oh, after 25 yeah. years? Yeah, 1995 was our first trip to Europe. Um, it's, I can't not deny it's been very, very hard and um, waves of grief, having to let go of um, income for two years. Um, it's a struggle and I, I can only say that it's a struggle because it's, it's, it's been our life for so long and we really miss this life. And uh, so what do we do? I mean, sometimes there's been tears, both of us, um, 
And and then we we take a deep breath and we're looking now to 2022. And it's, I have to say that we're fully booked for 2022 and people are um, booking in for 2023 because we still don't really know. And it's like being... Um, it's a little bit like being in no, no man in a woman's land, really. And but but there's this thing or this idea of I, I know I can tell I can tell you all that when the first lockdown happened and we realized we weren't going anywhere last year, we um we drank some red wine and we slept in a lot. And uh, and then we went on to um we went on to renovate our kitchen, which is the last part of our home renovation. So we figured that it was it was quite all right in, in the end. And um, but every day it's important to do things that um, for me that touches my heart in some way or to connect with people. We've been given the most beautiful gift up here. We have the whole upstairs of this home, staying with our beautiful friends um, in Bell Bell Barry. I think that's where I am, and it's like being in our own little apartment since we fled Victoria. And um, so the generosity of people has been very um, um, very heart soothing. But it's the things that we can do every day. So for Jim, his dopamine levels have been a little bit out to lunch since all this happened with the worry of making it all happen and how we're going to manage. And, and, um, and so for him, it's walking. Uh, it's listening to music. He was just listening to Deva Pramal and Mitten because they're doing a seven-day Gayatri Mantra um, uh, process this week. So he does a lot of that. He has his own oils. Um he uh, has a he has a ritual in his office. We have a beautiful Ganesha there, who is needing to do lots of abundance and moving of obstacles. That's what he does. And so every day he picks a flower and he lights a candle and he goes finds the right piece of leaf or flower and he lights his candle and, um, and some incense in the office, or he puts on the, the vaporizer for himself for the day. Chooses an oil. So that's his steady thing that he does. Um, he's been playing music and um, learning French from Duolingo and Rosetta Stone, so he's very pleased with himself. He's quite good. Every now and again I dart in and correct his accent. So, um, and, so and, and then he walks um, and we both walk every day. And he has a set of Qigong exercises that he, he does, what he calls the eight treasures, and he finishes that with love, grace and gratitude, which, as you know, is a, a, a mantra or a prayer for the heart that I created many years ago. And I've been doing this practice daily uh, for more than 10 years. And um, I think the link for those gestures and the words and, and some information about those gestures and um, they connect to the earth, to the earth, your heart, to other people, to the wider world, to your sense of own sense of spirit or God, whatever that might be for you, and to that big receptive field out there. And for me, when I do that on a daily basis, it um, it um, connects me to um, receptivity. It connects me to the field that we are, are all connected to out there. And it connects me to this beautiful earth on which we live because we all need to be doing something for the earth even if um, we don't know where that's resonating out to. And um, and for me, self-love or self-care or self-compassion really comes into play here because if we can't do that for ourselves, how on earth can we do that for this beautiful earth 
in which we live is so important. And, um, and so having, having things uh, that you do, rituals on a daily basis, I, I call it my love, grace and gratitude as a prayerful practice. Um, and there there be things that we can all do. It could be the most nourishing. I love a cup of tea in my mum's cup in the morning. And uh, it's, it's either Roy Boss or, or, or green tea with jasmine. I love that. And um, and, we, and I make tea for both of us, a bit of a role reversal. It's not the other way around. I make gym tea in my mother's beautiful cups. And um, so that's my, that's my morning ritual and that sets me up for the day, doing that and love, grace and gratitude. and. And then I'll walk around my garden because I love gardening and, um, and that's very grounding. And I have created pockets of beauty here and there and I often go and do love, grace and gratitude out. Um, we have a, a, a five acres. We have used to be part of a farm, so there's an old corral which I've planted um, scarlet bush roses on the inside. And, and on the outside going around, there's um, catmint. So it's always either red or green and purple there in a beautiful gum tree, beautiful um, ghost gum in the middle. And um, I can feel that. And uh, one day, <laughs> feel the energy of the tree. One day I was out there and I'd cleaned it up the corral. It was all beautiful, raked and everything. And I looked at the tree, did love, grace and gratitude practice. And I said to the tree, oh, you haven't dropped any bark for a while. And I went in and the next morning I come out and it had totally shed everything <laughs> on the bark of the tree was totally all, o- all over the place. I went, oh, okay, <laughs> you, you heard me there. And so and that makes me laugh because I think that, you know, the more we can connect to nature, that's very, very important. And when we work with our essential oils, it's important to remember, please remember that they come from the earth and that they need to be treated with um, respect, I think. You're such an angel. I'm just so grateful to the way you've described our passion and our love of nature and plants and so many beautiful ways we can approach our love, our life, our healing and our connection to source or greater spirit and and connecting all together. You have spoken a lot about self-love, which is why I'm so proud to have you on this podcast. I particularly love the way you've connected the oils to our heart, to our blossoming heart. Do you think moving forward, looking at COVID, is there an esoteric meaning to all of this? Do you think Mother Earth is trying mm-hmm. to tell us something? Could you just give us the Robbie Zeck um, insight into what she thinks oh. the world is doing right now? Oh, that's a big question. <laughs> that's a very, very big question. Well, I think that Mother Nature's letting us know that we couldn't continue the way that we've been living in the last you know, 30, 40 years since uh, you know, we need to have a space. We need to look at our interiority differently to create space um, to so that our earth can continue. And, uh, um, you know, there's wars, there's epidemics, there's pandemics, there's you know, other illnesses, but it's making us, I, th- I think, um, remain even more loyal to the truth of who we are and and that means taking care not only of our own self but we need to be taking care of other people we need to be taking 
care of our rubbish, you know. We need to be taking care of this beautiful earth. We need to be mindful of what we put into the earth. We need to be um, mindful of the, the language that we say inside of ourselves and um, who's to say if we can't send that ripple of beautiful love, grace and gratitude energy out into the world that that's going to resonate somewhere. We need to be doing practical things, of course, as, as well, um, to look after one another. And I see um, that I look around places of the, in the world and I can't really watch the news anymore because I see such sadness there and I feel blessed that we live in these um, you know, the, the Western countries. I feel, I feel blessed to have connected with beautiful people uh, in my life um, the world over. And to think that I may not see them again, that really oh, it makes my heart contract a little bit. And because you know, some people already have passed on, not through COVID, but they have, you know, finished their time in this life. And um, so I, I, I think the universe is telling us to wake up in some way. And, and if we can each do a small thing to create that awakening, um, and we may never know, we may never have a tangible um, result for ourselves, but if we can trust that what we do um, as an act of loving towards this earth and the universe in which we live, we have to trust that um, that's going to make a difference. And for me, um, uh, self, self-care or self-love is, is, for me, it's about self-compassion and have compassion for the earth and have compassion for the um, universe. And, and we need, each of us need to find ways to bring the essence of what we love into our lives, into our businesses, into our homes. And by straying, you know, by staying true to who you are and trusting yourself and knowing that you really are enough, that you're unique and you're beautiful, um, your essence can settle and, and flow into so many areas of your life. And if that can then ripple out into the world in a very kind way. I think that's, um, I think that's in a way is um, what the universe is trying to tell us now. That might, that's just for me. Um, it's about remaining loyal to, to the beauty that's out there in the world because it's still there. It's just gone to sleep for a little while. And, um, you yeah, know, to me, um, perhaps the universe is calling us to, really uh, take care of ourselves and the earth in a very different way and so that there's no more reason to turn away or inhibits us from receiving our own love, um, you know, and to me that's, that's real self-care. And so um, the, it was interesting that I got the myrtle today because it says disheartened going, can I read this, Kenny? Yes, please. Disheartened going across to illuminated. Um, give me beauty in the inward soul and may the outer be at one with Socrates. So it says, dark, during dark times when you're in pain, struggling or feeling disheartened, gentle myrtle with its air of beauty and purity brings comfort and an elemental return to the source. To illuminate means to light up or to shine out and myrtle brings the gift of seeing oneself in a new light. We could say perhaps that we're going to be seeing the universe in a new light as well. Like a shining beacon, Myrtle touches the soul with a refreshing innocence, radiating the beauty of life. 
When you're experiencing feelings of separation, use myrtle as a reminder that we are all born connected. And we truly are. We are indeed all of the one mind, the one heart, the one breath, and the one consciousness. In the monastery of the fragrant flower, myrtle breathes its beautiful, soft fragrance into sacred space. Allow your daily life to become your temple by creating a sanctuary of beauty and peace. And for me, sanctuary is not a place, it's actually a state of being. How do we create sanctuary deep inside of ourselves? Walk in your own beauty and be at one with all things. May there always be beauty around you, above you, below you and within you. Know that you are a sacred gift who shines beauty and light out to others. And then there's some questions. What brings beauty into your life? How is beauty expressed? Who showed you how to see and create beauty in the world? And how can you cultivate the beautiful? And then there's the blossoming heart affirmation. I create beauty and hearts blossom. When I was writing the blossoming heart book, sometimes I would have tough writing moments, as you do. You would know that with all the beautiful books you've written. And um, and so uh, I would test for different oils in, in writing moments. But um, myrtle was the essential oil that accompanied me all the way through the two years of writing the Blossoming Heart book. And um, it was Jim who would say, you need to start writing now. And I had a few writing weeks away where I'd just not even have the internet. I would just write. And um, so I just kept myself held to that. I create beauty and hearts blossom. And so in this moment for us all, Maybe it's enough to know that on any given day, we can all create some pocket of beauty, even if it's lighting a candle, creating a a delicious meal for someone we care about, choosing an essential oil that allows you to sing your own true song in some way. To me, um, this beautiful work, and I call it the aromatic heart work that inspires transformation, because it, it, it truly does and if we can find that sanctuary within on a daily basis that is to me true self-care or or self-love which you've articulated so beautifully with all the work that you do you're a shining light yourself oh you sweetheart gosh i don't know about the listener but i just your voice is so melodic and it's so precious to listen to and I urge every single person who follows this beautiful podcast to use this podcast as an amazing anchor into going back to source, back to heart and back to ourselves. Thank you so much for the work that you do, for the heart and love that you gift all of us. I am so excited to bring my tour group with you again Hopefully in 2023, I'm putting it out there. We we want to come back. You know I'm first on the list for Turkey. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I believe we'll get back there and mm. the world isn't finished with Robbie and Jim and the aroma tours. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sweetheart, just to finish, um, if people wanted to get hold of you or to get a copy of the book or your beautiful mm. cards, what's the best place and best way that we can get to you? Well, um, just to robbiezek.com, and I know you'll have that in the, the comments there, Robbie with an I, no E, robbiezek.com, and you can buy um, the book there, the cards there. I also have an aromatic um, emotional barometer chart, which you can also purchase there. We have gift vouchers for people. I love my website. 
may not be the most modern thing, but I think it's very beautiful, which is, <laughs> that still lives through me. Um, uh, it is beautiful. And also I think what's so precious about it is even though you say you're not technically minded, what what that shows me is it doesn't matter because right, the essence right. and the vibration and the energy that you exude, God, you don't need technology to help you with that, my love. <laughs> well, my brain thinks so. so um, also on the website there's various events there and my next aromatic kinesiology is being held in July in Melbourne. Um, praise be. <laughs> yeah. I was watching The Handmaiden the other day. But um, not a good Love day. that. The Handmaid's Day. <laughs> so, yeah. And so um, so that's on in July and it'll be the last K1 for this year. I was just up here in Brisbane a few weeks ago and it was beautiful. Um, I have a Blossoming Heart mentoring service. You need to email me about that. Um, there's various retreats there. I'm running a Blossoming Heart guided retreat in person in late August at Hepburn Springs. So there's a few things there, a little bit diminished. Um, I'm missing going to Bali, so I thought that I would have a lovely retreat here and um, that would be very nice to to do that. And so, you know, I'm, I'm feeling positive and, and uh, my heart smiled when I decided to, to do these things. So um, it's all on the website and I have a Facebook um, page. I don't have a Oh, I do have a private group of people who have done aromatic kinesiology, the Aromatic Kinesiology Collective. And, um, yeah, so that's a few things for people to follow up on if anyone wants to email me about everything. Um, and Aroma to- Tours um, with you and Jimmy, that's aromatours.com? Yeah, yeah aroma-tours.com, and um, that can be in the comments too if you yes. I've got it all there for and, you. Um, yeah, so that will be lovely for people to have a look. We have lots of photos. So we do a lot of armchair travelling at the moment. <laughs> and so it's great that we're both learning a little bit more French and uh, so that when we go back we're, we're ready to go. Just, just talking, I realise how much. <laughs> <laughs> no, just before you go, people, yeah. let me check. What's the best French app or French thing that you oh, think to learn um, French? Uh, Rosetta Stone is one and also Duolingo is, 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 is quite simple, but um, that's quite good as well. And there's lots of um, you know, different ones online that you can study with as well. But that's a good start, Duolingo, because it, it starts very simply. It's great. Oh, you're amazing. And yeah. um, just to finish our gorgeous, you know, we could talk forever and I'm very excited that I get to squeeze you in person. By the time this gets to air, we would have hung out, had lots of red wine and oh, some no. beautiful laughs. But um, we've also had some. Very much with you and Danny, seeing Danny again. So that's lovely. Mm. I know. We're so excited Mr. because we had, we had such fun down in Hobart with Kimberly yeah. and beautiful Liz and, and Stewie and everybody. So it's, it's just wonderful. Wonderful. The connections that we make through touring and traveling together, learning together, it's amazing. Robbie, just to finish, I would love to ask you to share with us one of your, you've said some beautiful quotes through today, but is there another one that you could leave our beautiful listener with? Absolutely. I love the work of Joseph Campbell. And he wrote a book called The Hero's Journey. This is not from there. He said, People say that we're all seek, what we're all seeking in life is a meaningful life. I don't think that is what we are really seeking at all. I think that what we are seeking is an experience of being alive. 
so that our life experience on the purely physical plane will have resonances within our innermost being and reality so that we actually feel the rapture of being alive. Joseph. Oh, I love that. I actually did a self-love quickie talking about his his information around the hero's journey. So that is just absolutely perfect. I'll make sure I put it in the notes because that what a beautiful way to end an incredible uh, conversation with you, my dear friend. Thank you from the bottom of my blossoming heart for all the work that you do and all the love that you give and to you and Jimmy for also being such precious friends. I feel I've known you for many decades and it's been in the last few years, particularly since I had the privilege of being on a tour to Provence with you uh, and then taking 20 people together with you and Jimmy was just a privilege beyond belief and I'm really looking forward to our next one. So Thank you again, sweetheart, for everything and especially for being here with all of us on the Self Love Podcast. Thank you so much for having me here. So just to close, love, grace and gratitude to you, dear Kim, for all the beautiful things that you are doing out in the world too. I love the flower of life, grace, divine influence upon your heart and gratitude, appreciation and thankfulness. God bless. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks for listening to the Self Love Podcast. Be sure to write a review and share the love with your friends and family. And head over and visit Kim and her team at 28.com. That's the word 20 and the number 8.com. Take good care. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.